0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Reflect Forward. I'm your host, Carrie Siggins. I'm actually running reruns this week and next week for the holidays. I wanted to give my team a little bit of time off on editing podcasts. I wanted to share two of my favorite episodes, and I wanted to uh, replay my podcast on transparent leadership, how to do it and why it matters. I think this is a really good one to be thinking about kicking off the new year because Transparency matters. It helps build trust. It helps build a positive workplace culture. When leaders are transparent, they're open about their actions and their decisions, and that helps foster transparency across the organization. I am a huge believer in transparency. I think it's everything in leadership, especially if you want your employees to follow you into battle, follow you to the end of the earth, right? You need to be honest with them and tell them what's going on. So that's what this episode is all about. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, and I hope you enjoy it. Hi, and welcome back to Reflect Forward. I'm your host, Carrie Siggins, and I hope you're having a fantastic day today. This is an advice from a CEO episode, and we are going to talk about transparency. I am such a big believer in being transparent as a leader. It matters. Nobody likes to be blindsided. Nobody likes to be left in the dark. Nobody likes to feel like they are the last ones who know what's going on. And a lack of transparency can cause real cultural issues when people don't feel like they're in the know, when they don't understand the direction that they're supposed to be going, when they don't feel like their leaders are being honest. So so that's what I want to talk about today. I had an interesting experience with transparency many, many years ago when we were making a big strategic change and we could not let anybody know about it. We were going to change our whole go-to-market strategy, which involved changing how we marketed and sold through our dealers, and we were going direct, and so we knew we were going to make dealers upset. And there were lots of different things that were transpiring around this decision, and We needed to move quickly due to an extenuating circumstance. And so we knew that there was a lot of risk. If somebody got wind of what we were doing, then it might change the surprise. It might change the way that we could control the narrative. And us controlling the narrative was really important. We wanted to do this right. So we took a group of the leaders at Stone Age and some key individual contributors and we locked ourselves in a windowless conference room and we call it the war room. And for two weeks, we mapped out all the different possibilities of what we could do and how we would be making these decisions and how we would go to market. And then at night, we would lock it because we just couldn't risk it getting leaked to anybody, unintentionally or unintentionally. And this was such a huge mistake. First and foremost, we're an employee-owned company, and that is just not how you treat your fellow employee owners. But I was young, and this was the first really significant move I was making as a CEO, and I, quite frankly, screwed up. By locking the door, by calling at the war room, by telling people, hey, we've got this big thing that's going on, we'll tell you about it um, when we're ready. we, We gave a little bit of detail about what it was, but basically we said, we'll tell you when we're ready to talk about it. It caused all kinds of issues because we were not transparent. In fact, on one of our quarterly Pulse surveys, we send out surveys every quarter to get a feel for how people are feeling about the culture. One of our employees said, I feel like a mushroom. I am being kept in the dark and being fed poop. And that really stuck with me. I never want to make my employees feel that way. And when it was all said and done, I realized that I created so many more issues by not just trusting my employees, which I did. I did trust them, but that was not the message that I sent. The message was, we're going to battle. We can't tell you anything. You just be a good soldier and do what we tell you. And we'll let you know what you need to know when it's time. And that is just not effective. And although that was definitely not the intention that we were trying to create, the trying to make people feel, it is how it felt. And I really appreciate that employee's feedback because it was graphic, it was memorable, and it stung, and I committed to never making someone feel that way again, or at least doing everything in my power to not make someone feel that way again. So after that, I was like, that's it. We're going to treat people like adults We are going to let people know what's going on. The risk of somebody finding out what we're doing is minimal. And if they do, does it really matter that much? Can they actually impact what we're going to do or change what we're going to do if a competitor finds out about a move that we're making? Probably not. So I decided that that's just not how we were going to operate anymore. Now, sometimes you have to be. There are certain situations that you just cannot tell people acquisitions, for example, right? Sometimes you are locked in an NDA. that You cannot say things. And and I think that if you build trust with your employees and there are those types of situations where you just can't say anything because of legal reasons, because of an NDA, uh, because of extreme sensitivity, they're going to understand if the majority of the time you trust them by being open and honest and transparent. So why is transparency so important? Well, it's because When you're transparent, you create trust. You create a positive work environment, a positive culture. When you're transparent, you are open and honest about your decisions and your actions and your mistakes. And that fosters transparency among your team members, because if you are leading the way by showing them, hey, it's good to tell the truth. It's good to be open and honest. It's good to admit your mistakes. Then they're going to to be this way too. And that just creates more cohesion amongst the team. When you are transparent as a leader, you can inspire better communication, better collaboration, better decision making, and a better sense of accountability and responsibility. When people know that transparency is valued within an organization and they can speak up, they will. When they know that they can hold other people accountable, For open, honest communication, they'll hold other people accountable for open, honest communication, but it starts with you. You have to be transparent. Another benefit of being transparent is that it does help prevent misunderstandings and conflicts, like my example that I just gave you, right? We had a reason to be concerned, even though I think it was blown out of proportion, but it caused all kinds of misunderstanding and it caused all kinds of conflicts with people. And we did that. Our decision to create the war room led to that conflict and it was totally unnecessary and we as leaders had to own it. So overall, you will create a much more positive, inclusive work environment if you as a leader are just honest, if you're just transparent, then tell it like it is at face value. I think your employees will appreciate it. So how as a leader, can you be more transparent? Well, there are several things you can do. One, commit to always communicating openly and honestly. Tell it like it is. Tell people why you're making the decision. Give people information. Share insight. Don't keep things secret. Don't assume that people know because most people don't. Communicate openly and honestly. Make that commitment. You can just tell it like it is. You can trust your employees. By telling them the truth. People can handle the truth. Most people can handle the truth if you just tell them the truth. So always commit to communicating openly and honestly. The second thing is to really consider transparency and decision making. This is the biggest cause for conflict in an organization because people want to understand how decisions are being made within the organization. Take the war room right? We had no transparency in decision-making. We were making decisions in that room locked up with no one else knowing what we're doing, but they knew we were in there making decisions. And that led to people mistrusting the situation, wondering what we were doing. And then when we rolled it out and everybody had to do the hard work of implementing those decisions, there wasn't buy-in because they did not have transparency in the decision-making process. Involve your team in the decision-making process. Ask for their feedback. Give them the why. This is why we need to make this decision. And let them be part of the how. How are we going to do this? Always, always, always explain the reasoning behind your decision making. Create that transparency. It will help you create a much deeper buy-in. Next, always share information. Like I said earlier, nobody likes to be in the dark about things. Nobody likes to be the last person to know about something. So share information. And I think there are kind of two camps in people who don't share information. One, there are people who hoard it because they think if they have information, they have power, right? That they're irreplaceable if they're the only one who knows this or knows how to do something. Or there's two, the second people, second group of people who don't necessarily understand that the information that they have is valuable and how to go about sharing it, right? One has maybe mm, ill intentions and the other one is just, either a not a good communicator or someone who is not good at communicating. So share information. One, if you're an information hoarder, I can promise you this, (laughs) you are not going to be more valuable because you are the only person who has this information. In fact, people aren't going to like working with you. And I always say this, if you are you're replaceable. You are unpromotable. So being that person that you're the go-to because you have all the information and you don't share it isn't going to actually help you advance in your career. So don't do that. If you do struggle with sharing the information, then there's some things that you can do to put into practice, right? You can create a disciplined system of I, every time you walk out of a meeting, I need to share X, Y, Z with my team. I am going to share this information with my team in this manner. I'm going to call a meeting. I'm going to send an email. I'm going to put it into an instant message. You know, what is the best format for that? And I'm going to do it by this time. That really helps you commit to sharing that information. Another thing that you can do, we do this in our executive management meetings, is at the end of every meeting, we end it with what information from this meeting needs to be shared with our teams and how are we going to share it? So not only as an individual leader are we assessing what needs to be shared, we're actually talking about it as a leadership team so that we are all communicating the same thing, the same information to our teams. So be committed to sharing information. Number four, this is really important, and I don't think a lot of people think about this in terms of transparency, but you've got to be approachable. And you, like it or not, leaders are scary people. Like, I am a scary person. I. I'm not a scary person. Actually, I feel like I am incredibly reasonable. I feel like I am incredibly empathetic and kind hearted. I listen. I understand the messiness of life, but the nature of my position and the fact that I'm also just an intensely driven person intimidates people. And so I have to work really hard to be approachable. And you do as a leader too. You need to smile. You need to invite people to sit down and to chat with you. You need to show genuine curiosity and interest in their lives so they feel comfortable talking to you about things. The most transparent, open conversations I have are typically with one-on-one conversations that I have with people within my company. And they're the ones that I enjoy the most. But if people didn't want to sit down and talk with me, those impromptu, transparent conversations wouldn't happen. So be approachable. Another thing that I recommend doing is having town hall meetings. I try to do this regularly throughout the year where I just invite 10 people to join me and 10 people is not a lot. I recognize that you don't have significant impact, but those small group sessions where employees can connect with each other and they can ask you anything, especially if you are a transparent leader, it makes you so much more approachable and people who come to those town hall meetings get really valuable information. So I get that that's hard to scale, but I always say relationship building isn't scalable. It's not about scaling. Like how many relationships can I build relationships with thousands of people in 1 hour? No, you cannot do that. It takes time, it takes interest, it takes the commitment to connect with people on an individual level. And you can't do that with everybody, but the more opportunities you create with your employees to do that, the better off you are. So as a leader, Try to have those either both impromptu and more formal settings to share information and to create that approachability. And finally, you have to set the example. I'm a huge believer in role modeling. I blog about it. I have articles about it. I have other podcasts about it. Set an example. If you want to have a transparent organization, you have to model transparent behavior. You have to encourage transparency throughout your organization. When someone is open and honest with you, even if it's something you don't want to hear, you need to applaud that. You need to hear it and you need to acknowledge the courage that it takes to be open and transparent uh, in those situations. And when you screw up, own that you screwed up. Own your communication mistakes. Nobody communicates perfectly all the time. In fact, most of us are screwing up all the time. And when you can say, hey, you know, that did not come out the way I wanted it to. That was not how I wanted to create open dialogue here. Can we start over? I really apologize for that. People will forgive you. So set an example. Be a role model. Own your mistakes. Okay. so what are the pitfalls of being transparent? You are definitely going to encounter some. And I want to discuss these with you because if you aren't a transparent person or if you're trying to figure out how to be more transparent or maybe you're too transparent, there's a fine balance between between being effectively transparent and not. So here are my tips on that. Number one, do not overshare. Yes, you want to be open and honest. And as you know, if you listen to this podcast regularly, I'm a big believer in sharing your mistakes and being open about your flaws. But you also have to remember that you're the leader and you have to know what's appropriate to share and what's not. You also have to Consider that there are sensitive, confidential information that you can't share. So you can't disclose that information. I always, if I'm in a situation like that, I tell people, I'm going to tell you as much as I possibly can. And you just have to recognize that there are some things that I can't because of an NDA, because of the sensitivity of it. But I'm going to give you as much information as I can right now. People get that. People appreciate it. But don't overshare and don't disclose things that are sensitive or confidential. Number two. Being too vague is also an issue. You need to be open, honest, clear, and specific in your communication. When you are vague and ambiguous, then people are left wondering what's really going on. I definitely did this in the war room situation. At a high level, we told people, we're going direct. We're going to change our business model. We'll tell you what the plan in a couple of weeks when we're ready. That just scared people. It was super vague. They had no idea what we were doing. They had no idea why we were doing it. And it actually caused more harm than if we would have just gone in and said, hey, we're having strategic planning meetings and just left it at that. So that level of open communication was not effective. It wasn't open and transparent. It was way too vague and it caused more damage. Don't do that. Not following through. That's also a big mistake. So you can make promises. You can make commitments to be transparent, but if you don't follow through, then you are undermining yourself. You are eroding the trust that people have in you. You are going to lose credibility. So don't say that you're going to be open, honest, and transparent, and then not do it. Always follow through. All right, so those are the pitfalls that you could make um, when being uh, transparent, oversharing, or being too transparent, being too vague. And not following through on being open and honest if you say that you're going to be open and honest. So those are my recommendations. I hope that this helps give you some motivation and inspiration to become more transparent. And if you already are a transparent leader, congratulations. Keep improving it. I promise you that it will just build more and more trust and credibility over time. Okay, on to my question of the week. So my question of the week comes from somebody on LinkedIn who sent me a DM who asked me, Carrie, have you ever changed your mind as a leader? And how do you go about doing it without losing face? Oh my gosh, I change my mind all the time. I think the ability to change your mind as a leader is one of the most underrated attributes that we have. Leaders have to adapt to changing circumstances. If you don't, then you are going to fail as a leader. The whole world is changing. And we humans tend to get stuck on the things that we think to be true, especially if we say it, if we verbally say it, then it's embedded in our brains and we don't want to let go of those ideas or those belief systems. But the world is constantly changing. We're constantly evolving. Our beliefs are constantly evolving. Information and data is constantly evolving. And the best thing that you can do is be a person who is willing to change their minds to say, yeah. Yeah. I learned something there. I have new information. I have new insight. I really thought about this. I had a life-changing event and I have changed my mind. So yes, I change my mind as a leader all the time. And I always try to go back and tell people that I did change my mind because this is really important. We don't want to, again, the transparency thing, right? We don't want people to say, oh, this is the decision that she made. She is set on it. And then have a leader change their mind and then have people not understand what happened and why so it falls into that transparency thing so yes I change my mind all the time and I don't ever feel that I lose face by doing it because I think all leaders have to be willing to say I have new information or hey we were doing that and it wasn't working I made a mistake we have to change directions and so I just treat it as a matter of fact I own the changing of my mind i own it if it was a mistake if i got new pieces of information i share that new pieces of information and i tell people that it's good it's good to examine your thoughts i'm sure you've heard me say just because you think it doesn't make it true i am a huge believer in that i'm constantly challenging my thoughts and my belief system to make sure that i am making good decisions and that i have pure information that helps shape my beliefs and shape my knowledge and shape my decision making So yes, I change my mind all the time and I'm open and I'm transparent and honest about it when I do. If you want to read a good book on changing your mind, you should read Persuadable, How Great Leaders Change Their Minds to Change the World by Al Pompinelli, I think is how you say his name. It is one of my favorite books of all time because it really goes into talking about how we get stuck in our own biases, how it is very hard to change our belief system, And it gives great tools and tips on how you can challenge your thinking so that you do have accurate information, that you do have well-rounded information, that you're not just seeking out information to reinforce your belief system, because we're really good at doing that, humans. And that will make you a better leader. So if you want to read that book, I will include it in the show notes. It's a really good one. But yes, be willing to change your mind as a leader. And how you do it without losing face is just to be open, honest, and transparent about it. Okay, that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Reflect Forward, Advice from a CEO. I hope you like the new look. We wanted something fresh and new for this year. So please let me know what you think of it. And once again, if you like this podcast, please, please, please share it with a friend. Go on to iTunes and write a review. Definitely rate it. It always helps with the algorithms. And hopefully we can just keep sharing impactful leadership with the world. Thanks so much. We'll see you next week.